Hi, everybody, and welcome to So It's Come to This, a Simpsons Family Podcast. I am the father, Brian. Hi, I'm me. I'm Brendan. What? How are, how, how are you? Oh. It's, it's me. Are, are you pointing at me? I'm pointing at you. Um, hi, I'm also me. My name's Corey, and um, I, hi, I'm, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, I'm the mother, and I'm tired and I'm cold. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, and thank you all for joining us thank today. Thank you. Um, no guests today or anything, just the three of us. Uh, so we're uh, getting back into this. But really, our guests are always our listeners. That is true. Be our guest, if you will, oh Tim. God. I thought you were going to start singing. No. Please okay. don't. I, I mean, let me be honest, guys. I feel like Tim's our only guest. Um, Tim is the only one who interacts with us ever. And that's why we keep doing this podcast for Tim. Yeah. So thank you, Tim, for keeping thank us you, going. Thank you, Tim. And no one else. And if there are other listeners out there, reach out to us. Oh, I've alienated all of them. Yes, so. you have. Our <laughs> listenership is going to go from already low to... Lower. To one. <laughs> Just Tim. Yes. But um, that being said... I believe there may be some people that you see that may be potential listeners. So let's get to that romper room shout out. Oh, is it my turn? Is, now, is it my turn? Yes. You're supposed to say your part after I say, is it my turn? Is it my turn? What's my part? Oh, my God. Edit all of this out. And no, don't do that. This is gold, baby. Okay. Oh, my so God. So I have to get my mirror. Look at that, Brendan. Oh, is My mirror's dirty. dirty. Mm. Do you know what that means? No, I don't. That I have that to clean it. Oh, look at that. Why are you dragging this out? Because <laughs> it's great. It's also this echoing. This is content that everyone wants. Uh, no. By everyone, I mean Tim. Um, so... Hello he even to my it. friends. <laughs> I see Caleb and Jess. I see Mike, Susie, and Maurice, also known as who? The Boogeyman's Closet. My sister and... podcast. Go check them out. <laughs> Moving on. Hello to Teresa. Hello, Carl, Patrick, Lindsay. Hello, baby. You don't want to say the baby's name? I don't know you if I can say baby. the baby's name. Him's a baby, and he has a podcast called The Goo Goo Gaga Hour. Sponsored by Masterclass. See what I did? Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's a callback. That's a callback. Everyone. That's what we call a callback in in our line of work. No, that's a brick joke from How dare like you? four weeks ago. How dare you? Hello, Joey. Hello, Buffalo Zone Don Johnson. Hello to my friends Jay and Amy and Jasmine, Mary Beth, Tim, and to Justin, who may still be listening or who may just listen to one episode and liked us and then went, oh God, you people suck. Yep. I mean, and there are a ton of people who like our page, but two don't interact with us. So until you interact with us, you don't get shout outs. And you know who you are. Is that a threat? Yeah, it is. And you know who you are, who like our things and just lurk about on our page. I, I see you. I see you lurking. If they're lurking, they won't be listening to this. Oh, no. Oh, crap. I take that back. You're all wonderful. Thank you. Also, uh, now... maybe they were lurkers and then they start listening and they're like, well, I'm not listening now. <laughs> well. This lady's I mean, so angry. That's, oh, my God. That's on them. 
But you, sh- you should be supportive of all listeners, whether I, they reach out or not. But I'm not. That's not how this goes. Mm-hmm. And hello, Rich. And hello to the real people. <laughs> the, what you've been waiting for. TJ and Cash. Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown. <laughs> oh, God. You had it right the first I'm time, tired. but okay. No, I said Sterling Kane. That's not his name. I don't know what the K stands for. What if it was Kane? Oh my god, what if it was? Ugh, now I offended him. Uh, hello to Tony Luca, Mark Warden, Jennifer McGill, Tasha Danner. Do you know who these people are? No. I'll yeah, they're going. from the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> Damon Pamplina, oh Tara McNair, Chase Hampton, Kevin Osgood, Josh Ackerman, Ricky Luna, Jason Miner. Hello to Karen in Georgia. Chrissy and John. New listener, Dan Rather. What? <laughs> Dan Rather. Okay. Don't forget the most important Stephen Colbert. My friends, Durs, Adam, Blake, and Kyle. Ethan from Crank Game Place. Hello to Markiplier. He's Colin Jost. Michael Che. Hello to my friend, Randall Park. Hello to all ten of my friends in the... Well... Hmm. All nine of my friends in the Wu-Tang Clan. And ODB, RIP. Hello to Corey Feldman. Oh, he's back. He's, he's back, baby! It's been a while. He's back. David Spade, hello to you. And of course, the man you've all been waiting for. The man who needs no introduction. My best friend. The Silver Fox himself. Dick Gear. There it is. Oh, stop clapping! After Hooray! everyone! We did it! We did it. Guys, we did it! We did it. And now, I'm going to put my mirror away. Until the next time I bring my mirror out, and then maybe some of you ingrates will have contacted us and say, Hey, please include me in your romper room shout-out. I'd like to be as close to the Mouseketeer members as possible. Said no one ever. <laughs> Said everyone all the time. And maybe this time you can store it correctly so it's not dirty. I will never do that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, an update for you. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey Mouse Club said stop doing yes. that. We've got uh, a letter. Cease, what? A cease and desist letter from the Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, We've no. stopped mentioning I us. thought you were I thought you were like for reals. No. Uh, Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. The K yeah. stands for Kelby. 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 K-E-L-B-Y. What an interesting name. And also, did you know he's only three years older than us? Yes, I did. Okay. All right. Good times. Okay, so as mentioned, Corey keeps trying to bully people into contacting us. So I mean, if you would like to contact us, please feel to reach out to us on email <laughs> at so it's come to this pod at gmail.com. Instagram, it so it's come to this underscore pod. Or you can find us on Facebook for so it's come the number two this. Um, what and about as, Twitter? We don't talk about Twitter, you know that. Uh, and as always, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple and Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcast. And while you're there, make sure to like and subscribe. Smash that subscribe button. Yeah, that's what the ring kids that say. bell. Oh, ring a ding ding. Demolish right. that uh what else what? is there? Like button. Okay. okay. Sure. 
All right, and with that, uh, let's go to our Ion Springfield segment. So don't have a ton today, just a few uh, quick little things. Uh, so the first thing is, you guys are going to be very surprised, oh God. but the Simpsons have done it again. They've made more predictions. Oh no, I have they? This one actually is fairly close, so I'm not going to totally dismiss it. this one. So as far as this one goes... Uh, there was a Simpsons episode that was broadcast in 2000 called Bart to the Future. In that episode, an adult Lisa Simpson is depicted as the incoming president of the United States. I remember mm-hmm. that. She's also elected in the wake of a Trump presidency, and Lisa claims that her administration inherited quite a budget crunch from him. So this isn't necessarily the prediction. The prediction comes in, so if this wasn't surreal enough, Fans also notice that Lisa's presidential outfit is very similar to the ensemble worn by Kamala Harris at the inauguration ceremony on January 20th. And, I mean, it's not exactly, but it's pretty close. So they might have something uh, to say here. So maybe she was inspired by it. I don't know. But um, kind of interesting. I yes. thought you were going to say it's very close to Biden's outfit. No. <laughs> Was it go- close to Gaga's outfit? No, no one was close to Gaga's outfit. Um, but what a performance that was. Okay. My goodness. I'm, I'm looking at the picture. I can see it. Yeah, They're both it's... wearing purple. They're both wearing pearls. But, like, uh, Kamala Harris is known for wearing pearls. And she wore purple because of... Um... Biden's colors are purple. No. There was an actual reason. Okay. But I... But <laughs> the one thing I will say, Lisa was wearing a pantsuit. And Kamala Harris is wearing a dress. Yeah. So that was a little bit different. But um, I'll post it on our Facebook page. It was pretty similar, so I'm going to give some people some credit with this prediction. Most of the time I'm kind of poo-pooing these predictions when they're coming through. But this one actually was pretty close, so interesting. Uh, Brendan, this one might interest you. Um, Obviously, Matt Groening has created some other series. Uh, One included Disenchantment. Yes. So Disenchantment just recently premiered their season three. And eagle-eyed viewers have found that there is a Simpsons reference in the background of episode four, Steamland Confidential. So in this episode, I don't know if you've watched it I yet. Know. Okay. So in this episode, there is a bookshelf in kind of in the background, and one of the books on the shelf is titled "How to Steam a Ham." Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> So, of course, um, this is in reference to steamed hams, and there was a Twitter post that pointed this out this reference, and Brendan, you're going to love this. So, the caption of the post was, really disenchantment at this time of year, at this time of day, in this part of the country, localized entirely within your kitchen? So, I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> and the last item I have today is The Simpsons has partnered with Adidas to release a Krusty Burger-inspired ZX10.000C running shoe. So full release date information is not currently available, but they are expecting to drop in the spring season. Um, So again, I'll post this picture on our Facebook page. They actually look kind of cool. Again, just kind of inspired by Krusty Burger, have some similar colors to, you know, some of the building and you know things like that their logo and stuff but looks kind of interesting so i will put that up there as well and that is all i have today for ion springfield so let's jump right into our news and views 
All right. I don't have a lot because I don't want to get political. But Lady Gaga is great. Um, so here are some newses. Newses? Yes. So it's, I, I guess there's going to be a Saw 9. It's going to be what? A Saw. Saw. Number okay. 9. Great. It's going to return to its roots with <laughs> Chris Rock leading the cast. Okay. He agreed to that? Dump trucks full of money will really do yeah. a lot of convincing. Yeah. How do they have this much money to make Saw listen, 9? Listen, the Saw franchise is pretty big no matter how bad they sucked after Saw 1. And Brendan, you have to remember these movies only cost like a couple million dollars to make and they make like upwards of seven or like eight, nine figures. You know, when they come back. So ridiculous. So I guess if it's returning back to its roots, I guess it means it's going to try not to suck, try to not be as torture porny as the ones after Saw 1. Because after Saw 1, look, I love horror movies, but a lot of them are like, ew, you're just doing this to do this. And just trying to see what you can get away with. Like Hostel. How much you can shock people. Eli Roth, you didn't have to do that, but he doesn't listen to um, this podcast, so he's not going to take that into any consideration. And Hostel's already made. Anyways, on on to another movie. The Ghostbusters Afterlife, which may never see the light of day. Which wasn't Kaylin just asking about yes. that? She said, when is the wolf, uh, the Finn Wolfhard uh, Ghostbusters yeah. movie coming out? Yeah. So Ernie Hudson is in it. Of course, everyone knows that. <laughs> and her, Ernie Hudson won't confirm or deny a Rick Moranis cameo, which means that there's definitely a Rick Moranis cameo. Absolutely. You heard it here first. <laughs> I mean, no, listen. When they ask someone something and they're like, I don't know. That means there's definitely one, and they have the NDA agreement that they probably signed that they can't say anything. So Ernie Hudson's like, well, I'm not going to confirm or deny it when it's like, come on, Ernie. Don't use that voice for Ernie Hudson. Ernie. He's great. Ernie. Well, he's great, but he doesn't know how to, like, not make it obvious that there is going to be a Rick Moranis but cameo. if he signed an NDA, what's he supposed to do? He's supposed to say, I can't confirm or deny anything. No, he's supposed to run out of that interview screaming, <laughs> and then it won't be like, oh, he is going to be in a cameo. It will be like, there is something definitely wrong with Ernie Hudson. That's how a professional does it, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, in other news, JoJo Siwa came out as LGBTQ, which is great. But JoJo Siwa is still obnoxious, which isn't great. R.I.P. To a national treasure, Larry King. Yep. And from all accounts on every single Instagram that every celebrity I've ever followed ever has posted, Larry King was one of the best people ever. Even Donny Osmond. Did you know that Larry King It was actually... A neighbor of Donny Osmond's. And Donny Osmond loved him. And by gone it, if Donny Osmond loves Larry King, then that's good enough for me. I will say this. He's probably not a great husband. I mean, no. He had seven wives. But maybe he's just finicky. Uh, perhaps. I did hear, though, that 
he was, I saw an interview with him where he was kind of talking about his career and everything, obviously, before he passed. And he mentioned that really his one love was his job. I mean... And so maybe he just devoted so much into his job that he kind of let his marital relationship kind of fall apart and stuff like that. So, I mean, from what I know, there was never any, you know, infidelity or things like that. So maybe it was... Don't ever say that again. I'm gonna... So maybe it was just that, that he just devoted so much into his work that he didn't have enough for his relationships, which is unfortunate, but well, I guess you could kind of understand. Larry King. I, Larry King. But, I mean, he lived a nice long life. He was 89, right? Yeah. I believe. So, yeah. So he definitely lived a nice long life. I don't think he would say that there was any regrets. He did everything he possibly could have. I have no Kanye news. Okay. For a change. Just wait a minute. Probably by the end of this podcast, there will be some news for you to find. Oh, I did listen to the last podcast, and I wanted to apologize for something, but I don't remember what. I will say this, though. If Kanye is dating Jeffree Star, then then E has to hop on that as soon as possible, because what a sitcom that would make. (laughs) They They are the true odd couple. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. Maybe I didn't want to apologize for anything. That's the lesson here, kids. Don't apologize for anything. I don't think that's the takeaway here. No, it definitely is not. Don't Always to be her. yourself. Yep. I don't know. You can edit all that out. That, I don't, that, that kind of reminded me, that whole little thing you just did there kind what? of reminded me of, we were just watching Conan the other night and Aubrey Plaza was on. <laughs> that kind of reminded me of something that Aubrey Plaza would have said. I have no oh, idea. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know, man. If you haven't seen it, check it out because Aubrey Plaza is so awkward and weird and especially when she does interviews. Um, it's always a fun time. So, Good. All right. You got anything else for us? No, that's all. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Interview. Thank you. During, uh, while uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World came out, when she just was awful to, uh, to Michael to Sarah. Michael Sarah, all the time. It's so good. I know, and it's we were trying to watch it, and we're like, is she really mad at him, or <laughs> is she just putting on an act? Or it was very hard to tell. So, but it did seem like Michael Sarah was pushing her buttons, so oh, she may have been actually angry about it. But. So, anyways, let's jump into our episode. We're kind of doing things a little bit different today. We usually kind of focus in on those early seasons of The Simpsons, going up to maybe season fifteen. Uh, but for this one, we're actually going to do a newer episode, and by newer, I mean from season thirty-two which actually corresponds with our episode today, episode 32. Oh. Um, not done intentionally. But so this was an episode that just aired a matter of weeks ago. Um, so we're going to take a look at this. And uh, Brendan, why don't you tell us what episode we are doing? a couple months ago. Yes, a couple months ago. Okay. This is season 32, episode 6. It is called Podcast News. The production code was ZAB. F22. It originally aired November 15th, 2020. It was directed by Matthew Fawnen. It was written by David X. Cohen. It guest stars Morgan Fairchild, Stellan Skarsgård, and Christine Nangle. There is no chalkboard gag and there is no couch gag. It just goes straight from The Simpsons to the episode. That's correct. All right. Thank you, Brendan. 
Um, so yeah, as I mentioned, uh, we're going to be looking at one of the newer episodes, um, so it'll be interesting to see um, how many people are listening to this episode, um, if there are still people watching the show and everything, which, surprisingly enough, when I looked at the ratings, there's still quite a few people that are watching the show, and Brendan will get to the ratings a little bit later. Um, so obviously, in looking into this being such a new episode, I wasn't able to dig as deep into the episode and finding things you know around the episode but i did find a few things that i'd like to mention um so the first was now i noticed that we did not see this when we were watching because if you're interested in watching this episode to you know watch it before you listen to the breakdown um it is available on hulu um obviously you won't find it on disney plus yet because they don't have anything from the new season yet um, so it is available on Hulu, and that's where we watched it. Um, but I noticed on Hulu we didn't see this particular point, and it might be because we didn't go all the way through the credits. Maybe it was at the very end. But I do remember when watching it for the first time, this episode was released a few days after the death of Alex Trebek, and it was dedicated to his memory. Aww. And they had a picture of him when he appeared on the show, and it said, you know, in memory of Alex Trebek. So this episode was dedicated to him. Um, this episode, this was kind of an important thing and an interesting thing that I saw. This episode marked the first time that David X. Cohen had written an episode of the series since 1998. So, you know, you've heard us mention his name before. Sometimes it's David S. Cohen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's David X. Cohen because he kind of changed it. Um, I think he changed it right around the time of Futurama coming out because he was very heavily involved in Futurama. Um... But he really hadn't done much with The Simpsons um, since those early days. So it was cool to have him back. Um, series regular Yardley Smith, who of course voices Lisa Simpson, she appears as herself in the episode as the host of the podcast Small Town Dicks. Um, and we will talk a little more about her appearance because I thought it was very well done uh, the way they did it in this episode. Is that a real podcast? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's a true crime podcast, mm -hmm. which is why she went along with this particular episode in the theme. So she is the second regular cast member to appear in animated form. Uh, the first was Dan Castellaneta, who guest starred as himself in the episode Homer Simpson, This Is Your Wife. Uh, Morgan Fairchild's character, Vivian St. Clair, was a former actor on a soap opera called Falcon Landing, which of course is a nod to... Falcon Crest and Knots Landing. And she was on one. And I should know because I watched both of them. She was on Falcon Crest. There you go. So obviously a little nod to her uh, being on the episode. Uh, so this isn't the first time that Springfield's media has turned on a member of the Simpsons family. So when you're watching this episode, it might have kind of brought back some memories of an episode from season six, which we have not talked about yet, but I would definitely like to do at some point, called Homer Badman. It did not. So, do you know which episode that is? Nope. Well, then, it didn't bring those memories, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, in that episode, you may remember, this is the one um, where Homer um, gets involved with the babysitter, and she has the gummy... Venus de Milo. Venus de Milo on her backside, and Homer reaches for it, and she thinks she's he's trying to grab her and everything. So, during that, there was a TV crime reenactment show created. It was called Homer Simpson... Portrait of an Ass Grabber. <laughs> um, so obviously with that, he's taken down. All of the community kind of turns against him. There's a large media circus, and this is kind of similar to what happens to Abe 
in this episode. Um, The name of this episode, of course, is a reference to comedy drama broadcast news. As Brendan mentioned, it's called Podcast News. And in a D23 panel over the summer, Yardley Smith was discussing this episode and mentioned that she was very excited for this episode to play herself and for the Simpsons to put their stamp of approval on something that you're doing outside of the show is massive. So I was enormously chuffed by that. So I was hoping to find a little bit more information on how she felt, you know, kind of going in, recording herself and things like that. But I really didn't find much information. This was really about the only thing that I could see about it. So um, there is a moment in the episode where uh, Kent Brockman is interviewing many people that have something to say about Abe Simpson. And he is talking to Alice Glick, whom was the old lady that Bart goes over to help her with chores and then she gives him what was it a nickel or something like that Mm -hmm. so (laughs) she ends up saying that grandpa murdered her once and because of that her family doesn't come over to see her very often she was actually pronounced dead on the show (laughs) so they're kind of doing a callback to that Um, and Kent Brockman is the one who reports it. So I guess when she says, he murdered me once, I guess that's kind of what they're uh, looking for, the uh, connection there. Uh, The production code, as Brendan mentioned for this episode, is ZABF22. So this appears twice um, within the episode. So uh, the first part is when Marge and Lisa are kind of going through and they're trying to figure out who did the crime and whatnot, and they have the big bulletin board hanging up. Um, On the bulletin board, we see that uh, code. And also, um, on the guilty grandpa's merchandise, grandpa's sitting there with his, um, what's the picture of the photo? Mugshot. Thank you. The mugshot of him. And that mugshot has the number of ZABF22 underneath it. That's a prisoner number. Yes. And the last thing I have to add here is Bill Simmons. Um, He is an American sports analyst and host of the Bill Simmons podcast. He was originally going to guest star in the episode, but his dialogue wasn't able to be recorded due to the COVID-19 pandemic. All right. So let's jump into this here. Um, So we start off, of course, with Act 1. So at 2 a.m. in the morning, Homer is in the kitchen trying to eat ham. A 2 a.m. ham. A 2 a.m. ham. That is correct. When Lisa shows up holding her phone, listening to a podcast, and pondering why someone is lying on it. And the next morning at breakfast, she shows up with bags under her eyes and having no sleep, which makes Marge concerned. To try to understand her, Marge listens to these podcasts during the night and shows up at Lisa's bedroom door in the morning with her own bloodshot eyes. They start listening to the podcast together and discussing them. And when Homer and Bart are going to visit Grandpa, they discover that Grandpa is dating Vivian St. Charmaine. Lisa and Marge attend a podcast live show at the Springfield Playhouse. Tabitha Shingle is hosting the show, (laughs) and she's talking about James Reeb's case. Do you know anything about that, James Reeb? Or maybe that was just for the show. Did you say Reed or Reeb? Reeb, R-E-E-B. Kent Brockman arrives at the theater uh, to do a report on podcasting, thinking that podcast won't attract much attention, but instead finds it filled with people cheering. Kent returns home just to find that his whole family is listening to podcasts, and um, when going back onto Channel 6 News, he's re- he reports breaking news that Vivian has gone missing from a cruise and Grandpa is accused of the murder. 
before he is announcing so then he announces that he is abandoning tv and he decides to join the podcast graze and create his own guilty grandpa podcast okay all right so act one what do we got uh james reeb was an actual person and there was a podcast called white lies um, and he was an American Unitarian Universalist, minister, pastor, and activist during the Civil Rights Union. Nope, the Civil Rights Movement in Washington, D.C. and Boston, Massachusetts, while participating in the Selma to Montgomery Marches action in Selma, Alabama. He was murdered by white segregationists dying of head injuries. The three men were tried for Reeb's murder, but were acquitted by an all-white jury, and the murder remains unsolved. He was a white guy, too. Until Tabitha so, Shingle got involved. Apparently, maybe they uh, think his wife did it, too. Huh. Anyways, I will look into that after. All right. Wonderful. Um, all right. So, yeah, Act 1. Sorry. Uh, anything. Anything that we have for uh, Act 1. It, it, pff, come on. Who hasn't been there? 2 a.m. or whenever. Maybe during quarantine or whatever. <laughs> Listening to a murder podcast. Being oh, on I episode you were eight. Talking about ham. Or whatever. Because I, I relate Maybe to 2 eating ham, ham much more than that. And don't forget, as Homer says, as he's singing along, everything rhymes with 2 a.m. ham. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. So. Brenda, you just said that you relate to 2 a.m. ham. How do you relate to 2 a.m. Oh, ham? Oh, I thought you said I was late to 2 a.m. ham. What? I was like, when did we have a 2 a.m. ham? <laughs> and why was I late? Um, no, uh, yeah. I said relate. I have many midnight snacks, most of them after midnight, because it's my second meal of the day. Which it shouldn't be. Well, I guess it's my first meal of the day, because it's past midnight. I see. So now that explains why when you wake up in the morning, you never want to eat anything. Eh, because you're eating things no, in the middle of the night. I only do it like once a week. But also, I I just haven't been hungry. Alright, so. okay. I, I also like um, when Lisa's all frazzled and Marge and Homer are trying to figure it out. Marge goes, did the climate change again? Homer goes, probably. <laughs> and on one side it's snowing, and on the other side there are fires. <laughs> yep, everywhere. Yeah, Brendan was laughing at that, too. I it's think he thought good. that was pretty funny. Um, but one thing I will say about the ham, before we move past that. So, he pulls it out of the fridge, and it's a full ham. Mm-hmm. It is a full ham. So, are those leftovers? Mm-mm. Is that no. going to be tomorrow's dinner? Probably. No. Like, what's going on there? I thought he that was interesting. He cooked it for 2 a.m. ham. I don't think that's I true. I think it's completely true. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys noticed this, but did you notice when he was sleeping in the morning on the couch, he was sleeping on the ham bone? Yes. I did not. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> but, all right. When Lisa wakes up in the morning, and you know you can just tell she's she hasn't slept. She has at her all. dress over her pajamas. <laughs> yes. So at first I didn't quite understand what that was. I'm like, why is she wearing that under her dress? And then I went back and watched and I'm like, oh, those are her pajamas. So she's so out of it mm-hmm. that she just threw her dress over her pajamas and just walks out the st- walks, walks out of the house. <laughs> I like her explanation. I just need to know who killed everybody. Yes. 
So I'm assuming you can relate to that. Mm-hmm. 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 That's it? Nothing else? Just uh-huh? <laughs> okay. Like, on my Chromebook, I have several stickers about um, staying sexy and not getting murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a sticker today that said, I like to unwind by watching true crime documentaries. There's another sticker, or no, there's a wine glass I saw that said, Wine, true crime, and in bed by nine. <laughs> yeah. Which is also me. Yep. This is what I'm saying. I really like true crime. Yes, we know. And, and I think our listeners know as well. Because most recommendations you have are, there's this true crime story. Yes. And um, and I, I very much relate to it. And sometimes you get so involved. There was a podcast called Down the Hill. I got so involved in it that I would just, I probably listen to it in like a day. Can I back you up for a second? Yeah. Because you said you can relate to it. Not to killing people <laughs> but to being obsessed with true crime podcasts. okay so you're saying you can relate to this episode yes not, not to saying that you can relate to the true crime podcast that you're listening to. no 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 okay not to not to that <laughs> i wanted to make sure not i understood what you were saying there. maybe she relates to the victims no not to that either no that doesn't sound right no you know i i thought I what like, i was saying was... and hopefully she doesn't relate to the accused yeah Richard Ramirez. <laughs> Although that would make this a much more interesting podcast. <laughs> I guess so. More people would write in for fear of... <laughs> oh my god, now it's all coming back. All these threats that you said earlier. <laughs> I mean... No, I wouldn't do that. I don't want this to be, like, used against me. Of course, Chrissy Teigen, of Chrissy Teigen did have this great quote where she said, I always carry a note that says John did it because, because if I'm ever found murdered, they'll accuse her husband, John Legend, and that'll be fine because I never want him to remarry. <laughs> and that is what we call an icon, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. There we go. Um, back to Lisa in the middle of the night. Yeah. When Homer notices what's happening and he says, my daughter's roaming the house in the middle of the night looking terrified. I should probably go talk to 2 a.m. ham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just totally forgets everything that's happening. Um, And when he says to Marge as her friends, we should give yes. her space. Yep. Yeah. When she's watching or she's listening to the podcast under her covers. And so my problem I had with that was not only that Homer says, as her friends, we should give her her space. But Marge says she's been like that for several hours. Yeah. So, like, What's don't you think at some point she would have been like, hey, what are you doing? No. <laughs> at some point she would have. Yes, thank you. And this is also just more evidence about how not great of a father Homer is. Once again, goes back to that. Well, I mean... That's uh, just the whole show. Corey, I'm assuming you loved uh, Lisa's comment when Marge says, looks like you didn't sleep at all last night. And she walks out of the room saying, everything is not as it seems. The world is a dark place. Yes. Yes, I did like that. Because it's true, Lisa. Everything is not as it seems. Brenda, the did you have anything place. that you were seeing from Act uh, 1 that you enjoyed? I, or problems that you saw with Act One or anything? I enjoyed when Lisa. It's who I am. When Lisa uh, is roaming around the house and she looks at Homer with like fear, 
and then runs away. <laughs> like, that was that was quite good. Now, is that because you can relate to that? No. I'm thinking of kind of back years ago with video games in the middle of the night. No. And getting caught. No. No, 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 no. I was thinking more like she's scared Homer is a murderer because, like, he's Homer. Oh, I don't think that was... I think it's totally I think it was just right that she saw Homer there and didn't expect him to be there. I I don't know about that. But would you like to talk a little bit about no, that in the past of you know, Brendan had um some problems and he would get grounded from video games All and and um so he would get in trouble, wasn't allowed to play video games, and then I would wake up in the middle of the night and then all of a sudden I would hear someone running out of the living room and of course it was little Brendan. <laughs> And then times of walking into your room, and then all of a sudden the TV goes off and being like, hey, what's going on? That happened once. Nothing, nothing. So, and then when I would try to tell him, like, you know, I don't know why you always do this, you always get caught, I believe your response was, (laughs) I don't always get caught. Yeah, I don't know why you (laughs) expect that I always get caught. (laughs) So, Corey, you just mentioned ASMR. Uh Uh-huh. And there, of course, was some mention of ASMR in this episode. Which I thought was hilarious, because when Lisa's trying to say she's listening to ASMR... And she's panicking, and yes. like crinkling paper, and making the noises, But the and... thing I loved about that is when she's, yeah, she's making the noises, and Homer says, that stuff doesn't work, and then, and then right immediately... after... Yeah, right after Lisa crumples the paper, he just passes out. Yeah. <laughs> and hits the wall. And then, the next scene, when him and Marge are in bed, he's like, alright, time to hit the hay... And he takes a piece of paper and crunkles it up and then falls asleep. <laughs> so I thought that was great. I will mention that with this episode, I thought they did very good with paying off jokes. Yeah. And kind of referencing back to them. Um, we'll Especially talk about, one. Yes, we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, but I think they did a really good job with that. Um, Corey, I also kind of thought about you um, when Lisa's trying to defend listening to the podcasts. When she says, Mom, I can handle it. There's no swear words, only killing. Only killing, yes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And then, of course, and I think, Brendan, you were chuckling at this um, when, again, Lisa's trying to defend herself because Marge is like, well, how many of these are you listening to? And she says, <laughs> eh, two or three a day, and then a couple more to take the edge off, then one in the morning just to get normal. <laughs> Uh-huh. And she says, I'm not addicted. And then she says the line that you said earlier, I swear. I just need I just to ne- know who killed everybody. So, um, again, can you relate to what Lisa's saying here? Yes. So are you saying that you're addicted to no. true crime? I just need to know who killed everybody. <laughs> um, there are so many fascinating stories, and you have to admit that... You have listened to some of my favorite murder, especially that bonkers one we listened to when we were coming back from Alfred about the lady who um, tried to get revenge on the Mexican drug cartel for killing her daughter. Yeah, I said that should be a movie. There are some that are so fascinating that you just have to... See, the thing I like about my favorite murder, if I may, is that it it's not like dragged out you get georgia telling her story karen telling her story sometimes it's one of them 
telling the, a big long story on an episode, but like it's not. There's always a, a serialized. Yeah, there's always a resolution yeah. at the end. The serialized ones I do listen to, but also it's like I want the story now, mm-hmm. and maybe it's my ADD. Right. But I want the story now, and Karen and Georgia deliver that for me. There you go. So there you go. Uh, Thank you, Karen and Georgia. <laughs> another endorsement of my favorite murder. But now, correct me if I'm wrong, Corey. It mm-hmm. seems that with the serialized stories, yeah, you like those to be more visual. Yes, like you're going to watch documentaries, television shows, things of that nature. If it's serialized mm-hmm. like that, whereas I feel like most of the podcasts that you listen to, and most of it is because you don't have a ton of time to listen to podcasts. Right. I have a commute, so I can listen to podcasts. Um, I have I have lunch time, right? So and so, you're not really going to go towards a podcast that's serialized. You're just going to watch it when you get home. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, uh, now that being said, I did listen. I do listen to some serialized podcasts, but they're kind of few and far between. I haven't listened to Small Town Dicks yet, and that's my bad. All right, go ahead. Uh, so now, Corey, what did you think when? Oh, before I get to this, I don't think you noticed this because you were you noticed one of the titles. Um, A murder most I think, stabby. Yeah, because you were like writing some notes or something. But mm-hmm. I just want to tell you what all the podcast titles were because there's okay. some good ones in there. <laughs> So the first one was Filthy John. Oh, Dirty John. Then we mm-hmm. had Strangle Junction, <laughs> Slayville, Killville, Dismembers Only, <laughs> Stabbing in Guntown. <laughs> what? This one's my favorite. Blood on the Blue Line, The Murder of an NHL Defenseman. <laughs> and as you mentioned, A Murder Most Stabby mm-hmm. and A Shooting in Bladsburg. So it was pretty funny. Obviously, they were very quick because they show Marge looking at her phone and she's scrolling through to see them. But I wanted to mention some of them because I thought there were some really good ones in there. Um, But, Corey, once Marge starts listening to the podcasts, Mm -hmm. I want to see what your reaction was. And I feel like maybe you might have some real-life experience with this, maybe with London, Mm because I know she's gotten into some of these podcasts and everything. When Marge finally listens, and in the morning, when Lisa wakes up, and Marge is standing at the door just going... We have so much to talk about. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything that you'd like to add to that? Like, is there any... Listen. Can you relate? Did that happen? London and I have done that with murder podcasts. We've done that with some books. We've done that with TV shows. We've done that with everything, especially with her being um, as far away as she is. Like, we'll text each other and be like, oh, did you hear this? What about this? What do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's better to, like, watch stuff or listen to stuff away from people mm-hmm. so that you can talk to them about it I've and also... not seem like you're rehashing everything that happened. Okay. I've also done it with my sister-in-law, Amanda, who also likes true crime. And with um, Julie, right? Yeah. Yep. Because I know with Julie, definitely with My Favorite Murder, because yes. she listens to that, right? Yeah. So, all right. I also liked it when Marge and uh, Lisa were folding the clothes and both listening. That was very sweet. And um, But just some of the things they were saying, too. Drops of blood, you can explain, but drops of brain? <laughs> yep. And how could a woman with four PhDs be so dumb? <laughs> 
I feel like I've said that you before. You absolutely have. I, that's what I thought of when I was hearing that. Now, um, <laughs> Brendan, I know you liked this part because I heard you chuckle. When, during that scene, they're kind of bonding over the podcast and everything, and Barton Homer walk in. And he says... I've never seen people, two people, agree so much. I disagree. <laughs> Anything else you want to mention about uh, that? Because I, I, I noticed I, you were chuckling at yes. that, and I thought of you during that. So I am a huge contrarian. True. I love to disagree. I will fight to anyone about anything. It's true. Uh, they take a stance, and I'll take the opposite one. It just doesn't matter (laughs) um so moving on one of the things that i also liked was uh when bart and homer are going to the retirement castle to go visit grandpa and the sign on the wall (laughs) says today's lecture why are you why are you shrinking (laughs) and then poor homer or i shouldn't say poor homer i should say poor grandpa about this about the awful comment that homer says to bart when he says now remember, Grandpa's life is very lonely and boring, so make sure to look at your watch every few seconds so he knows that you want to leave. <laughs> and then he hands him a few watches. Yeah. <laughs> that he just has in his pocket. Oh. Can anyone relate to a time? Yes. Where you felt- <laughs> wow. Yep. That was quick. Anything you yep. want to mention? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> nope, but there may have been a group text of me, Brendan, Kalen, and London. <laughs> <laughs> so many. <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. Uh-huh. Corey, do you want to talk about the bolo tie hanging? If the bo- if the bolo's a hanging, the dentures be clanging. <laughs> that was awful. Which is yes, great. That's disturbing. And also, Homer saying to uh, Vivian, saying cl- whomever, uh, you look familiar. Did you used to be younger? <laughs> <laughs> but I also love how they... Both Homer and Bart are totally super grossed out at first, first, but then they get totally charmed by her when she goes, oh, Abe, I didn't realize you had brothers. Oh, and really, that should be insulting. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And especially like the animation of the two of them just being like, oh, okay. And Bart, Bart, even Bart's just like, oh, (laughs) I thought that was really funny. And of course, the comment that Homer makes, wait. If you're a big shot has been, why are you dating a small town never was? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Brendan, any thoughts on the comment, he's so sweet he should come with an insulin pump? No. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> now, they also go out on a pretty hot date. They're going to two bingo games, a couple's colonoscopy, and then a romantic dinner cruise. <laughs> yep. I mean, maybe that's... Maybe that... Maybe... The way of the future. Maybe that's what happened. That's what happens. Are you saying that those are relationship Maybe. goals? I mean, if you're old, yes. Oh my god! But do you really want to go on a dinner cruise right after a colonoscopy? No, that's not a <laughs> yeah, good idea. I feel like maybe you should give that a little time. <laughs> um, and then when, <laughs> so obviously the cat is out of the bag. Grandpa's dating this uh, celebrity and everything and then homer and bart's reaction (laughs) when they just say back to each other dude bro Bro. seriously i know (laughs) and now 
Corey, I know you can relate to this. We both said this while we were watching the episode. But when Lisa and Marge go into the live podcast and we meet Tabitha Shingle, that hipster podcaster up there, that voice <laughs> that she has. You mean this voice? So perfect. I, she kind of looked and sounded like Georgia Hardstark. Hmm. Because Georgia does vocal fry a lot. <laughs> um, I like the sign that says no outside kombucha. Yes. And I just want to give a shout out. That voice was done by Christine Nangle, um, who I tried to look up. She really doesn't have a ton of credits. Looks like she's done a lot of writing, uh, comedy writing and things like that. But yeah, that voice was so perfect. Like when I heard that, I was, and especially from a lot of the true crime podcasts you listen to them. Yeah. Like, that's that's the voice on. yeah and it kind of reminded me a lot of sarah caning from uh oh, what's the one that she does cereal mm-hmm. um i was like it's kind of i mean it's obviously a lot more exaggerated than her voice but yeah just that voice delivery was just so great and i just thought it was so f- and the warning signs strobe lights and vocal fry will be used <laughs> during this performance now the good thing about georgia is she always like kind of addresses her vocal fry mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I I know it's annoying, but Hmm. I'm from California. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So also when uh, Brockman gets surprised when he goes to walk in and he was like talking and just basically dismissing podcasts and everything. And how he's saying to Jerry, mark my words, Jerry, nobody cares. Now to open this door, (laughs) he opens the door and everybody's like cheering and is super happy. What did um what did Tabitha say about a Skarsgård? Skarsgård was going to be attached to the streaming rights of the podcast that she was doing. Yes, so he was going to be on a streaming the television Skarsgård. show. Yes. So well, the original Skarsgård. No, 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 no. The handsome Skarsgård, Alexander. The original one was in Act Three. Yes. The original was in Act 3. But she mentioned Stellan Skarsgård. No, she says Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, does she? Yes. Yes. I will say the way that she says Skarsgård reminds me of what you do when you're talking about the Skarsgård. Oh, do you mean the handsome Skarsgård and the wonky Skarsgård? See, she's doing it right now. And dad (laughs) Skarsgård. The wonky Skarsgård is my favorite. Yes, I know. And that is, what's his name? He's the one who played It. He was It. Yeah. Um, and he's the been, youngest he, one. He's done a bunch of other things, and he's Castle very Rock. good. He's very good at what If he you does, haven't but. seen Castle Rock, go watch that. What's his name? Oh, Skarsgård. I'm sorry. <laughs> she usually just calls him the wonky Skarsgård, so. <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård. Handsome Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård is, is wonky Skarsgård. Okay. Handsome Skarsgård is on... Um, the stand yes and he's very good in it yep it's a good on you handsome scars guard um so i also loved again i was talking about how they've paid off jokes multiple times in this episode brockman gets home he's obviously very disheveled very upset and he's just saying thank god i have my family now to open this door (laughs) and he does it again and they're all sitting there and they're all listening to different podcasts which again some pretty funny titles here um, so his wife is listening to comedians interviewing comedians without jokes. His son is listening to the sports conspiracy guys. 
his daughter is listening to you're wearing that a mean girl podcast about losers <laughs> and his youngest daughter is listening to the chat in the hat a dr seuss podcast <laughs> so i don't know if they're paying off jokes i think that they're just calling back to jokes that were in the episode mm-hmm. earlier right but I think it's funny, cause like, and a lot of these jokes, too, are just kind of like little throwaway lines, mm-hmm. but yet they pay him off, which we will definitely see in Act 2 in just a moment here. Um, and then, Corey, I was laughing at this part, too, when the report is going out about Grandpa and him being arrested and everything like that. Before they find out that it's Grandpa, both Lisa and Marge are sitting on the couch, and they were saying, a murder, or a woman was murdered on a cruise? Could it be... The husband or boyfriend did it. Because it's always the husband or boyfriend. And then Grandpa, a killer, he doesn't have that kind of follow-through. I know, I love that part. (laughs) And the last thing I want to talk about with Act 1 is... So, Kent Brockman obviously decides in an instant that he's going to start a podcast. He's bailing on TV news forever. Yes, and he basically decides right then and there he's starting a podcast. How does he have a logo that quick? Well, I mean... Does he decide right then and there, though? Because it could have been premeditated like that night. I guess so. And then, like, it's not necessarily Um, that... Well, no, because that was breaking news. He's sitting there in the chair, and he's saying, like, you can tell he's getting so bored with broadcast news and everything, and he's upset because everybody has these podcasts. And then all of a sudden he goes, oh, wait, breaking news. There's been a murder on a boat. And then you kind of see, like, the animation kind of shows him thinking about it, and he's like, so check out my new podcast. Uh, and so he does kind of come up with it right then and there. Uh, for some reason, I have the quote, the donkey turned out to be a horse. <laughs> that was his broadcast. <laughs> okay. So before he figures out about the podcast, that's what he ends up saying. is, yep, the donkey turned out to be a horse. <laughs> my God. So, all right. Anything else about Act 1? No. All right, so let's jump to Act 2 here. So in Act 2, Kent starts broadcasting his podcast where he interviews many that know Grandpa. Many of those interviewed inadvertently provide damning evidence that supports that Grandpa's the killer. So the family are then gathered on the couch listening to the podcast when Grandpa appears at the window scaring them. He tells them the story of how it happened. When he goes to the bathroom, the whole town starts accusing him and throwing bricks through the window. They decide to call in Kent to change his mind on Grandpa being a murderer, but many fail or report some bad stories about him. At Streamy's restaurant, (laughs) Yardley Smith brings her concerns about podcasts accusing real-life people of murder to Kent, but he shrugs it off. Kent then finds a reason for the murder and that Vivian left all of her money to him on the life insurance policy, and Grandpa gets convicted to turn himself in for the murder. All right, Act 2, what you guys got? Why are the Flanders all wearing tracksuits like in the Royal Tenenbaums? Because they're going jogging. But, like, is it, I don't know, is it because of the Wes Anderson thing? It can't be. But I will say, they're all wearing tracksuits like the Royal Tenenbaums. It's probably just a nod. Someone likes Wes Anderson and was like, you know, we'll just do this, you know. I love Wes Is Dean over there Yes, he's over here. Okay. Also, is Dean holding a brick? (laughs) (laughs) Like the crazy cat lady (laughs) throwing the the cat with the brick? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, about 
Yeah, 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 Smith. Yeah, Smith. Um, uh, cameo. Uh, so, when she was saying about how she doesn't think it's right, she thinks that, uh, podcasting should be, uh, uh, shouldn't be convicting. Should true, be kind, true, true, true crime. True crime podcast. Yeah, shouldn't be convicting. They should be, uh, telling the stories. Um... It, that's actually the reason I have a problem with Tiger King, and not necessarily the documentary itself, uh, because it's a documentary and it has an agenda and whatever, but the people who watch Tiger King and... Be very careful. <laughs> and immediately think that uh, one person did all these crimes because... That's what they saw. Yeah, and like from one source. And yeah, and uh, like uh, innocent until proven guilty, and all that. And like, I'm not gonna say that all of the people in that in that show aren't awful because all of them kind of are awful. But um, but uh, no, I I have a problem with Tiger King. And what it did to the and you're developing vocal fry. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> sometimes it's necessary. Um. So again, this is one of this is uh. So in Act Two, this is one of those first jokes. It's kind of a little throwaway line, but it keeps coming back. So when Brockman is starting to introduce his podcast, he mentions that they're sponsor is shampoo shuttle which are flavored shampoos drone direct to your shower and of course we see a poster behind or it's in front of him that is advertising that and everything and of course right away we see people listening to the podcast and crusty is listening in the shower and what comes through his window but the shampoo shuttle. The yes. worst thing about that whole joke is it that they call it flavored shampoo. Yes. I seasonal flavored shampoo. Oh my god. <laughs> and then um one of the other things I thought was funny when they're showing the people is I was noticing um comic book guy in his room and all of the little things that are kinda happening around him. So the first thing is he's playing a game online like an rpg mm-hmm. it's not an rpg it's league it's supposed to be league of legends okay. which is an mmo that well it's not really an mmo it's um it's it's a strategy game it's a real-time strategy game i don't know how else to describe it right. but you play with other people yes. and you know it's it, yeah it's i'm a, thinking it's kind of similar to like world of warcraft right no no okay. it's a team-based uh real-time strategy game okay but WoW is an RPG. The actual game that he's playing is called Conflict of Enemies. And I thought this was kind of clever because if you look at the bottom of the screen, you can see who he's playing with. And he's playing with Milhouse, Sophie Krastovsky, Nelson, and Martin. Now, the God. reason why that's interesting is because in season 30, there was an episode where Bart starts playing esports. That's the game they play, and that was the team he was on. Mm. So I thought that was kind of interesting that they made a reference to that. That episode was called E My Sports. 
How far did he get? They, How far did that team get? They made it all the way to like the like the big event, the big championship or whatever. So it was a big thing. That doesn't um, sound right. You might actually like that episode. You should watch it. Um, he also, we see some things in the background. He, he has a uh, statuette of badgering. <laughs> Not Wolverine, badgering. Um, he has a Vindicator's Crystal War comic. And we see a movie playing in the background that looks a lot like Avengers Endgame. Because there's mm-hmm. a character that looks like Thanos and things like that. So thought that was kind of interesting. You uh, go inside the helmet and you see mm-hmm. the Simpsons version of Robert Downey Jr. Yep, exactly. Um, so then, yeah, one of the interviews that we see, um, Agnes Skinner. So she has a first-hand account. And she mentions that she overheard Vivian saying... Stop, Abe, don't. Yeah, stop, Abe, don't. And then she mentions something about a shrimp tower. <laughs> she, she, had to, she had to stop listening so she could get to the buffet and touch all the shrimp. In the shrimp tower. <laughs> and we're watching the episode and Corey turns to me and she goes, I can relate to that. I get it. <laughs> And I said, wait, so you would go and touch all the shrimp? And you what touch did you all tell the me? shrimp because then no one else wants the shrimp. So then you eat all the shrimp. <laughs> then they're your shrimp. They're your shrimp. There you go. You've heard uh, it here first. from the good place. Why can't I remember? Eleanor Shellstrop. Are you Eleanor Shellstrop? <laughs> shrimp. Um, and all of Principal Skinner's profiles. Yes, and they're all the same. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we see... Brockman go and he's talking to uh, Police Chief Wiggum. There was one very interesting thing on the uh, cork board that said cop surrenders to Scarecrow. Yep, and it's Wiggum. Yeah. <laughs> and he mentions the old man would not confess. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> and then this I thought was great. I don't know if you guys just missed this, but I thought this was really funny. He says, then we swabbed his hands for evidence of pushing. And they came back as, no such test. No, we caught it. Okay. <laughs> you just didn't find it funny. It was, it was fine. I just thought it was really funny. Um, oh, Brendan, talk about the single earbud about the Simpsons when they're listening to the podcast. They were listening to the podcast with earbuds plugged into the iPod phone. Probably a phone, but... Um, and they were using a single earbud as a speaker. <laughs> Like, if one earbud can make that much sound, you got a problem. <laughs> yeah, I remember I, when I was watching that, my comments were kind of like, you can't, like, hook it up to your computer, or maybe they have a smart speaker in the house somewhere or something. Or if it but... is a phone, or even an iPod, it should have a speaker. Right, mm-hmm. so you don't even have to plug the headphones in. So, yeah, I, I remember looking at that and being like, that's kind of weird. That's an odd choice, but is what it is. When they're listening to it, and I forget who says it, it might have been Bart, who says, you know, Grandpa's not some monster. And then you hear banging then... on the window. <laughs> Go ahead, Corey. And then it's there's a clap of lightning, and it's raining, and all you see is a profile, and they go, ah! And Grandpa <laughs> looks in and goes, am I inside? <laughs> so... Corey, I think one of the reasons why you really like this episode, and correct me if I'm wrong, Uh I feel like this episode 
checks off a lot of your that's what i said things. when it first came out mm-hmm. it's it's true crime and it's grandpa and it's lisa and marge bonding and all of that makes for a good episode yep. and that's another reason why we decided to do it um but i want to question one of the things grandpa said when she when he gets into the house so when he says he has to go to the bathroom he says he's going to take a ziz mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i heard it i was like what's that's a whiz. Is it? It has to be. Well, I mean, he's going to be in there for an hour, so whatever it is, he's going to be in there an hour, so they have to talk quickly. Well, I think he's capable of anything up to and including murder. That was great when they're all uh. voting on if they think he's guilty or not guilty, and Homer says, all right, the count of three, everybody say what you think. They all say not guilty, and that's what Homer ends up saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Of course, we see right after that conversation, perfectly timed mob mentality shows up in Springfield once again. Yeah, there's that again. angry mob again. Yep. And my question with that was, why did they have to throw so many bricks? Why did they have to throw a cat? Because <laughs> this crazy cat lady, she has to. <laughs> but that's my question. So you throw one brick, the Simpsons family goes out, and they start having a conversation. But yet they continue to throw bricks One through the went house. Through, right through Marge's hair. Mm-hmm. And that animation of Homer yeah, through the hole. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't quite sure why. Like, you already got your point across that you're not happy. Why do you continue throwing bricks through the house? Because it's a mob. <laughs> but they got an under. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Hey, everybody, we got an ender. Everybody cheers. God. <laughs> Oh, that was great. <laughs> so, there was a list of a geriatric true crime podcast. Get get under my lawn. A-A-R-I-P. Only the Good Die Old. The Walker. And Terror in a Comfy Chair. And my favorite one, I'm Cold Cases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's talk about streamies. Kent Brockman goes in there. He is talking to a few folks, and uh, they are credited. So the people that he are t- he is talking to is Michael Lombardi of the GM Shuffle podcast, Karina Longworth of You Must Remember This yes, podcast. Yes, that's a good podcast. She does all old Hollywood crimes. Okay. And he's also talking to Nick Weiger and Mike Mitchell of Doughboys. Yes, and they're friends with Karen in Georgia. Okay. So then, this is probably the part that I, I'm i assuming you want to talk about, Corey. There are some people on the wall. So the first two, because I know you weren't exactly sure who they were. They look like the Lucas is, Brothers. Uh, Seuss and Mero. Their podcast is called Bodega Boys. And then Sarah Koenig of Serial. Yep. Dan Carlin. He is from Hardcore History. Yes. And... My best friends, as you all know, Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark from My Favorite Murder. Now, the cool thing is, they had no idea that they were going to be even mentioned on The Simpsons until people started tweeting at them, hey, did you guys, like, watch The Simpsons tonight? And then, I think it was Karen who, no, it was Georgia who went back and looked and then she called Karen and was like, 
you have to see this. And they both freaked out because Georgia's our age. So she remembers when The Simpsons first came out. And Karen's older than Georgia is by about eight years. And um, so Karen was older when The Simpsons came out. So it wasn't like she was like, okay, great. But now I'm going to go and drink. Um <laughs> They could sue and, for using their likeness. And so Georgia and oh. So Georgia like freaked out and was like, Oh my god, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And Karen thought it was cool also. But I thought it was very sweet because they had no idea that they were going to be Simpsonized. Mm-hmm. And then they were, and they were, like, freaking out about it. And they were so happy about it. And um, Instead of being happy about it, they could sue Disney. And no, I'm they sure would not. And I'm sure that would go very well for them. <laughs> and then Amanda, my own little Georgia Hardstark, Amanda texted me and she's like, Oh my god, did you see that Karen and Georgia were on The Simpsons last night? And then she asked me if we are going to do this on our podcast. So we did. Yes, we did. All right. A few other things about this scene. Also, I loved... I just thought this was great. I loved Brockman's joke when he's talking about Ira Glass being on NPR. No possible revenue. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What does that stand for? No possible revenue? Now, Brendan, you brought this up a little bit already, talking about Yardley Smith's appearance. Um, But just so well done what they did when she appears (laughs) where she comes on and starts talking to kent and kent says don't i where have i heard your voice and she says from my true crime podcast small time small town dicks and And nowhere else else. yeah (laughs) i just thought that was so so well done and um just very very good all right so let's talk a little bit about the people that Brockman interviews. Anybody have any comments about any of the people that are doing interviews about Grandpa? <laughs> What's his face? The old guy. <laughs> yep, the old. I think his. I think his actual name is consider- the old Jewish man. I oh, think is what ninety-year-old people at. don't just suddenly stop breathing. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we mentioned this already. But Alice Glick. And she says, he murdered me once. That's why my family doesn't visit. Bart saying the fires would tell him who to burn. Yes. Johnny Flamethrower. <laughs> uh, my grandpa was a great man and a World War II hero. They used to call him Johnny Flamethrower. And he said the fires would tell him who to burn. Oh. And Marge and Lisa going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, one more thing about Mrs. Glick. So I have some detail about when she was killed and whatnot. So she was killed by one of the robotic baby seals built by Bart and Martin on an episode in season 23 called Replaceable You. Um, As I mentioned at the top of the show, or the top of the um, breakdown here, Kent Brockman read the story of her death on Channel 6 News, and soon after her death, she was seen dancing in heaven with Jesus. Yeah. So apparently they brought her back. All right. (laughs) Well, it's like that Netflix show, Surviving Death. Yes. Um, and Homer going, you're not going to podcast that, are you? <laughs> <laughs> and they're podcasting it as he speaks. Yeah. 
Lenny and Carl during the uh, meltdown yes. at the power plant, and they put and they get the notifications for the podcast being updated. So they put in their earbuds, and they put on their hazmat suits, and they sit down and listen. <laughs> That's like me at lunch. Yeah. So, Doesn't matter what's going on behind you. So everything at, could be on fire, listen, or whatever. At lunch, this is what I do. I go into the office. I put in my earbuds. I put on my podcast. And I close the door. Leave me alone for 50 minutes, please. (laughs) And then sometimes there are some people up front for some reason. Why aren't they in back? I don't know. But then they start talking super loud. And I think they're doing it to me on purpose. Do you ever yell out, hey, I'm listening to podcasts here. (laughs) I did open the door once and I'm like, hey, do you mind? Because all I want to do is listen to my podcast. And I can't do that with you babbling. And for some reason, they got mad at me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't do that without you, with you babbling. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> a true story. All right. Good time. That's a true story. All right. Last thing I want to mention about Act 2. I thought this was a little weird. Um, when Abe goes into... I, 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 when he goes into the police department and turns himself in. Yes. I put down, that's like a coerced confession, except it's from a podcast. You know, mm-hmm. y- you know how I also love coerced confession shows mm-hmm. <laughs> where the police have a person in the interrogation room for hours upon hours right. upon hours. And finally, the person's like, let me go and I'll tell you whatever you want me to tell right, you, I'll tell you. And I feel like it was kind of that, except it was from a podcast. Right, yes. and and that and there's nothing you can do about that because they're not a relevant party. Yeah, uh, they're not. They podcasts aren't uh, aren't regulated by, like, well, police should be. And he's uh, placed under arrest for spoiling the ending because Wiggum <laughs> was only on episode two. Oh yeah, and for murder. But no, the thing I was going to point out that I thought was very strange, um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when Grandpa comes in, he has the headphones in, because he's obviously listening to the podcast. So the wire was hanging, like, so low, below the desk that Wiggum was sitting on, and then he just takes the headphones off and just drops them on the floor. So I was like... Is the phone on the floor? <laughs> like, where oh. is the phone that he's listening to? I didn't to even it? notice that. Because, like, you know, it didn't just, like, like the wire, like, it was below his mm-hmm. waist. So I was like, where is he plugged in here? He's got cargo just, pants on. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> just, it, it looked very strange. So if you go back to watch it, look for that. I just thought it was a little, a little weird. So, all right. Anything else for Act 2? No. All right, so moving on to our final act, Act 3. At the trial, Abe is found guilty and sentenced to life in prison at the Springfield Penitentiary. But Dr. Hibbert shows up at the Simpsons house with news proving his, his innocence. To make it public, they take it to the Shampoo Shuttle Potatorium. Again, it's coming back. Where Kent hosts his live podcast show. They show how, with a tiny pod used during a couple's colonoscopy, they traced her movements in the 24 hours after it. How she swam to the beach after falling off the boat and went to Mexico, faking her death. Despite not wanting to, Kent reports the truth to the people before announcing he's going back to news reporting. Grandpa is upset after she left him, 
but after leaving Moe's tavern, he meets Vivian on the sidewalk where she reveals it was all a plan that they plotted. But seeing that it failed, they decide to hide back in the place where people won't notice them, back at the retirement castle. All right, Act 3. What we got? I like it when Grandpa says, I began to suspect myself around Episode (laughs) 4. Uh, that plan wouldn't have even worked because of the, uh, the, the, the trackers that they literally put themselves in an hour before they left. <laughs> yeah, they should have just waited a day, right? Yeah. Until those trackers were gone. Uh, with all of our true crime training, how could we have missed this? <laughs> I feel like that's something I would say if something like this happened to me. Yep. Well, no, they didn't say why did we miss this. They said how could we miss? No, this? they said we've become the people we hate most. No, March says with all of our true crime yeah. training, how could we, how could we have missed this? And, and then, then Lisa, Lisa says, says yes. we've become the people we hate most. The family members too diluted to believe the truth. Yep. And then Homer has to point out, of course. Well, I just want to say that I thought he did it well before anything came out. <laughs> Um, I also loved the joke that with Judge Snyder, when he's sentencing Abe to life in prison, but he gives his podcast five stars, but no comments because no who comment. is the time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, when Grandpa says also, I wanted to uh, piggyback off of what you said about this, Corey, when he says that he thinks he did it around episode four, mm-hmm. he says he's assured that he did it, just as sure as he is, is that the shampoo shuttle is the future of hair care. <laughs> So once again, it's paid off again. I love it. (laughs) And, uh, oh, Brendan, what did you think about the conversation with uh, Marge and Lisa at the dinner table? When they're talking (laughs) and they're not, they're not sure. And they're like, I'm not sure. And, but, and I'm not sure I have a butt. butt. (laughs) And just seeing Bart and Homer snickering in the background. Oh my God. It was, it was something. It sure was. Where was Maggie in this episode? I don't think I saw her once. I saw her at the dinner table once. Okay, there you go. But I mean, are you going to take Maggie to a live recording of a podcast? I mean, yeah, but fair, but like, I didn't notice her around the house, like, at all. I mean, that happens a lot on this show. She's kind of the forgotten Simpson. They really just use her when she's useful to them I, most of the time she's not there i also noticed that hipster family from uh, oh in the crowd yeah and i mean of course they would be at a podcast recording <laughs> at all of them it looked like yes um i loved uh brockman's uh hottest stars from the heinous crime he has the angry deckhand which has slash red herring next to his name mm-hmm. and then agnes skinner's yeah. there and then Moe's Vivian posters there, which he mentions in Act 2, how he had the poster of Vivian... Finely tuned machine. Finely tuned machine on a Trans Am. And he's like, and the best part is they're talking about the lady and the car. <laughs> so that was there too for some reason. And Dad's car's guard. Yes. So he shows up and... Very few lines, but hilarious. He just comes out and yells, I only have the deal memo. I haven't signed the final paperwork. <laughs> and it was just, I don't know, it was just really funny. When uh, Dr. Hibbard knocks on their door and Marge goes, Can you come back? We're in the middle of a terrible reckoning. <laughs> 
Uh, just going back to uh, Stellan Skarsgård real quick, though. Uh, when Ken talks about the streaming series, he says, and now for the Skarsgård that started it all. Yes. Stellan. So is he referring to started the Skarsgårds? He's referring to the fact that, he's referring to the fact that that's dead Skarsgård. Okay, that's what I thought. But I thought, I just thought that was funny. Dead Skarsgård? Dad. 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 The father Skarsgård. Oh, okay. He's the oldest Skarsgård. I thought, I thought he was the father of the brothers. No. Uh, I thought they were like the Hemsworths. There were three brothers. There are two brothers and a father. No, there are three brothers. Do they all act? Who? The Skarsgårds. Oh, there are more than three of them. I thought he was talking. I thought you were talking about the Hemsworths. No, we there know are there's three no, Hemsworths. We know there's three Hemsworths. And Larry. <laughs> Poor Larry. <laughs> Forgotten Hemsworth. Um, let's see. There is Handsome Skarsgård, Wonky Skarsgård. There is a Skarsgård called Gustav Skarsgård. There is E I J. A Skarsgard. It's a weird name, Skarsgard. There's Walter, V A L T E R Skarsgard. Where there is Sam Skarsgard? Um, I believe Norway or Sweden. Okay, something like that. One of the Norse uh, countries. There, there are a lot of Skarsgard. A ton of Skarsgards. All right. Well, thank you for that. I'm so glad we know all of that now. Are they all related? Yes, they're all related. And they're all listeners of the podcast. <laughs> I never said that. Hello, Skarsgårds. <laughs> um, so when Vivian, they oh. they mention where Vivian flees to. Okay. If you want to know all the Skarsgård kids. Alexander is the oldest, born in 1976, followed by Gustav in 1980, Sam in 82, Bill in 1990, Aisha in 1992, and Walter in 1995. There are two other siblings, Ocean in 2009 and Kolbjorn in 2012 who are from Dad Skarsgård's marriage to someone named Megan Everett. So, tons of Skarsgård. Okay. Skarsgårds everywhere. Are we done with the Skarsgård uh, family tree? I mean, hey, I taught you about the Francos and now I'm teaching you about the Skarsgårds. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, why did Dr. Hibbert have to reveal the truth at a public appearance? <laughs> he didn't want to Just explain so it twice. No. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe tell it there to the family and then tell it in the public place. No. Nah. That's too much. <laughs> okay. Um, so, the place that Vivian fled to is called uh, Ziatuanu, Mexico. Where they have tableside guacamole. They do. Um, but also... This is the place that Andy Dufresne goes to after escaping jail in the Shawshank Redemption. Oh. oh. So there you go. Um, Way to spoil the ending. <laughs> you can't really spoil a movie. It's been out 30 years ago. Which I still haven't <laughs> seen, by the way. The I still haven't been, seen it either. The book's been around longer, yes. so... <laughs> um, and also Brockman's decision to try to dismiss the news right away because it conflicts with the name of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Not to mention the merch. <laughs> Which, speaking of and, the merch... the baby grandpas! Yep. You made me a Mottawa! Because <laughs> they're on the onesies. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so, okay, so Corey, I have this as a note. When Brockton... Or Brockton. Where Brockman 
is going on and he's basically saying to everyone that you know grandpa is not guilty and whatnot and he says we all love dna swabs yes cell phone pings and smatter analysis splatter 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 analysis analysis. okay so is this all a thing yeah yeah oh yeah a hundred percent like i'm assuming that's like a huge thing with these podcasts dna swabs well obviously that goes back to golden state killer R.I.P. Michelle McNamara, who is the one who busted open that case. Cell phone pings, yes, because in, well, now you can ping where a person has been off of cell phone towers as long as they still have their cell phone on, which was the case for two girls who were in, oh, I don't remember where they were but their cell phone the cell phone towers were used heavily in that case and also the girls from down the hill there were two 13 year olds and their cell phones were heavily used for trying to catch their murderer okay talk about splatter analysis splatter analysis yeah those first two i've definitely heard of but okay so splatter analysis let's say that you were killed in your sleep okay and let's say that uh, I was trying to say that you killed yourself. But let's say I'm left-handed, you're right-handed. Let's say I killed you. Once again, this is hypothetical. Mm-hmm. I'm right-handed. We have it all on uh, record now. <laughs> That's why it's hypothetical. <laughs> Not anything else. Let's let's say I'm like, oh, yeah, no, he killed himself. And they're like, mm but that's not right because he's right-handed and the blood would have splattered in a different pattern than what it would have done if he was shot at by a left-handed person. There's a whole technique behind it and it's used in a lot of cases to prove it wrong. That was a big thing in uh, Knives Out. Yes. Mm. Uh, Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. You're right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for educating me and our listeners, if they don't mm-hmm. already know this, and for also kind of terrifying me that you have all this information. I'm not left-handed. Mean it, yes, but what it's leading me to believe is everything that you said. Well, if you would have killed yourself, the gun would have been held in this place. So if you're going to kill me, you're going to have the gun in that particular spot How am I to supposed make it look like... Listen, I'm not an expert. How am I supposed to know this? I would 100% get caught because that's my luck. That's my luck. <laughs> your luck is you would 100% not get caught and enjoy living your life in Bermuda or wherever. Oh my god. I'm just envisioning I'm so, just saying. I'm just envisioning you doing the crime, getting caught and then ba 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 ba. Just the shrug yep. and the, yep. <laughs> the screen pans yep. into the circle. Listen, that's like exactly. That's what I'm thinking. That's of. like that's like our COVID vaccine. I got mine. I was like a dead person. I was like hit by a freaking truck. You got yours, and how did you feel? Felt perfect. See, no problems at all. And no, wait a minute, wait a minute, my arm, wait, wait. My arm's still messed up from it. To be fair, uh huh. My mouth was a little dry. Oh my freaking god. <laughs> I noticed that Friday night after getting the vaccine, I had to drink quite a bit because my mouth oh was Oh, my God! That, I mean, it was uncomfortable. It wasn't great. Oh, oh. Your, your mouth was dry? Oh, you poor thing! 
I had a headache and I wanted to sleep for days. But your mouth was dry and that's a shame. Aww. Yes, and also I should mention that Jesus. yesterday, so you got oh, it, wait, what, two what? weeks ago? Yes! So she, Corey got the vaccine two weeks ago and so now what she's talking about with the side effects, don't let that dissuade you from getting the vaccine. No, it's very it was, important that everyone get the vaccine. And it was only that next day, which I have heard some people have experienced some side effects the day after getting it. And Corey can say that. So, but yeah. outside of being tired, I, I think I would I was, say you were fine. I was fine. I had a, a slight headache, but I get migraines all the time, and this was nothing like my migraines right. were. But so yesterday, we're sitting there, and she says to me, "She goes, you know, my arm's kind of still red from my shot." And I'm like, "But it was two weeks ago." She's like, "Yeah." And she goes to show me, rolls up her sleeve, and she has this red spot on her arm that's probably measures about four inches wide. But and <laughs> nothing hurts. And that's I said the to thing. her, "But I said to her." I think you should probably call your doctor just to make sure everything's okay. And she goes, yeah, I'll call him at the end of the week. I'm like, maybe you should call him a little sooner than that. <laughs> so hoping that everything's okay. But yes, you said it's not hurting you or anything yeah. like that. So you're not too concerned about it. No. But um, Okay, so back to our episode. Um, just a few more things. Um, that's a lot to put on a guy. <laughs> When Brockman mentions that the police are going to get involved and they'll lead the way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, um, he's not thrilled with that. Was was this produced post-BLM or pre-BLM? Has to... Well, it's a cartoon, so it could have been pre. Yeah, it might have been pre. I mean, obviously it came out post, Mm -hmm. but you know, it takes a long time for them to make it and everything. Why do you ask? Because I don't know if that line would have been put in post-BLM. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I honestly don't know if they're going to use uh, um, Wiggum all that much anymore. No, they will. Because especially because he's an idiot. Yeah, that's true. Like, he's not a smart police officer. I think that's the point. Exactly. (laughs) So I don't think he's going anywhere. But we shall see. You never know. Um, one of my favorite jokes, and again, it's one of those little small things, is the sign at Moe's afterwards. <laughs> Congratulations, non murder Yeah, and non is written in in red pen. Mm-hmm. So the sign said, congratulations, murderer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can well, we talk about that? that? Yeah, that's a little problematic. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so, like, so they were going to have the celebration for Grandpa no matter what, it seems like. Or maybe that's a leftover sign that Mo has just had for all this time. Snake? Who knows? <laughs> snake. But yes, congratulations, non-murderer. That was just... <laughs> very, and very maybe it was a party for all the people around Grandpa who listened to the podcast while Grandpa was getting in, going to prison. Sure. <laughs> we'll go with that. And the uh, Kemp Brockman podcast, Sunken Anchor. <laughs> Sunken Anchor. Only four episodes, though. That That's a, that's a quick listen. Yes. And Brendan said it was going by very fast. Yes. Unlike this uh, podcast that just drags on and on, right? I mean, forever. <laughs> I, I did also like when Grandpa leaves, he's very upset that you know 
obviously she's not dead, but she fled and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And when the bus pulls up and it says Falcon Landing, the next generation. Yes. <laughs> of course, kind of reminded me to all these reboots that they're doing of all these shows and everything. Right. And yeah, Grandpa just screwed everything up. <laughs> like she had a great plan. But he couldn't remember but it. But she did it because of what I t- said before. He didn't have a great plan. She, they didn't have a great plan. Well, they forgot about that. If it wasn't for that, they would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs> or it, they would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for Grandpa forgetting everything. But yes, and then we get the reveal of the whole plan, and we find out because Mrs. Skinner didn't stick around because of the shrimp tower, she only heard Abe don't. Don't forget the plan! Was forget the plan. And of course, the plan was she was going to jump off. The insurance money was going to go to Grandpa. She was going to go to Mexico. He was going to get the payout. And then they would meet to me- in Mexico. Mm-hmm. But instead, they have to live out the rest of their days at a place where no one will ever notice them. The retirement castle. <laughs> that was kind of sad at the end. <laughs> seeing all those old people at the retirement castle and and then it got weird the bolo tie on the door again with the heart weird with the heart zooming in had grandpa say it i got the space heater up to 10 and what did she call him i don't remember in animals doesn't matter like that or bad boy oh you bad boy or something like that it was naughty but oh naughty boy okay yes but just disturbing to think about grandpa and Vivian. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, so, final thoughts on this episode? What did you guys think? Especially being like a newer episode, did you feel like it had a different feel to it? Um, obviously, we've talked a lot about the older episodes. This being a new one, did you notice anything different about it or anything like that? Any thoughts? I mean, the voices. Uh, it's it's getting harder for Marge. Yeah. To mm-hmm. do that voice, but aside from that, there was no there she, were no real changes except um, the topics are different because it's a new era, right? Yeah, and uh, I love this episode. The her voice kind of reminds me of her sister's voices, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a little weird, right? Like, uh, because it's I I don't uh, did Marge take up smoking. <laughs> Like, <laughs> well, I, I will say one thing that I didn't realize. I just found this information out, and Corey, were, Corey and I were talking about this the other day. So Julie Kavner, who plays Marge, mm-hmm. and um, not Hank Azaria, Harry Shearer, okay. who plays Mr. Burns and right. Smithers and a bunch of other characters, they are both in their 70s now. Wow. So, and you figure, especially with Julie Kavner... Mm-hmm. with that raspy Marge voice. She's been doing that for 32 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. So clearly there is some damage that's been done mm-hmm. to her voice where she can't quite deliver the voice. I mean, the one thing I will say, there are some times where it is a little distracting because it just is like, whoa. But for the most part, you don't notice it too much. Right. But yeah, there are definitely some points where you're just like, oh, that didn't sound good. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of feel bad for her. Like, in this episode, I noticed it when her and Lisa were talking about going to the live recording. Mm -hmm. And she was saying how, like, she's going to um, 
practice her gasps. And when she goes like, <gasps> like yeah. that yeah, sound yeah, yeah, yeah. she made was really just kind of like, oh, what is happening there, you know? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't sound great, but Brendan, thoughts? Eh, no. Okay. All right. Um, the only other thing I would like to add is, like, I mean, obviously the animation looks very different. Um, I definitely think the pacing of the show is very different now. And obviously I feel like that's a reflection on people that are watching the show. People don't have the patience that they once had letting a show or an episode kind of evolve and, you know, come out where now things move much, much faster and things like that. So, um, so you can definitely see a difference when you compare this to some of the older episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Corey said, like, I think this is still a good episode. Um, I enjoyed it, laughed multiple times. Um, as you heard me mentioning, I thought some of the jokes were really good. And this is pretty much a prime example of why, you know, I mean, especially Corey and I, Brendan kind of comes in every once in a while, but why we continue to watch this show as it's in its 32nd season. No, I don't. That's a lie. I don't come in every once in a while. You, I don't you've watch seen a few. Show. You've seen a few new ones here and there. Because you've made me. Right. But but that's what I'm saying. But anyways, like it's still good, and like I've I've said it once. I'll say it many times on this. Um, I've said that as long as the show is making me laugh, I will continue to watch it. And there has not been an episode really that I've ever seen in the 32 years that it's been on that I haven't at least laughed at one thing on the mm-hmm. in an episode. Now, granted, I might give the show a little more credit than some people do because I just love the show so much. Um, but there has been times I've watched other shows. Like, I'm going to use Big Bang Theory Ugh. as an example. I used to really like Big Bang Theory, and I thought it was really funny. And then as it kept going along and along, it came, I think it was maybe the season before they ended it, I was watching it. And I think I watched three or four episodes in a row, and it's not like I was hating it, but I was just like, I'm not laughing at the show. So I said, why am I still watching it? Mm-hmm. So then I stopped watching. So, But with The Simpsons, I mean, as, like I said, as long as they're making me laugh, I'm going to keep watching it. So, but All right, so with that, let's quickly talk about ratings. Um, so I don't have a ton of information on the ratings, but we do have a little. And I'm sure ratings are very different now. Um, with streaming and everything like that. So the ratings that we have are just based upon live viewers. So, Brendan, if you want to read that real quick on our ratings. So, in the United States, this episode was watched live by 3.5 million viewers. That's so many. That seems like a lot. Right, and that's what I was saying, because remember we were talking about that a while ago, like, wow, are people still watching this show and everything? Mm -hmm. And I saw that, and I'm like, 3.5 million, like... Granted, that's a lot smaller mm-hmm. than it, what it used to be back in the day. it seems like a lot. But it still seems like a lot. So when I saw something like that, I'm like, that makes sense why Fox is continuing with this show, because it must still be profitable for them. Mm-hmm. And of course, as Brendan mentioned, that's only the United States. Yeah. This show is very popular across the world. So that does not count in any of those. And of course, it's not counting streaming or anything like that if people are watching it on Hulu things like that. So clearly there are still people out there that are watching the show. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So before we go here, does anyone have anything for our act four? I do. What do you got? There's a Netflix show that I binge watched in like a day called surviving death. And Hmm. odd 
that it's a death or true crime type yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Not really. <laughs> and um, it, it's just interesting because it's almost like everyone wants to know what happens after you go. Is it the end? Is there something else? Is there reincarnation, afterlife, what have you? And this like kind of explores that. There was a spinal surgeon, I'll just give you a little bit, there was a spinal surgeon who was kayaking in Costa Rica or something, and she went over a waterfall, was pinned underneath the water for 30 minutes, dead, like legally 100% dead, was revived, came back, and, you know, she was telling you on the show everything that she experienced in those 30 minutes of her being officially dead. D-E-D. I mean, and really, what is it? After three minutes of no oxygen, your brain just, boop, shuts down. Yeah. Like, she came back with no brain damage or anything. So that's uh, that was just a fascinating show. All right, Brendan, you got anything for us? Uh, Before... Actually, I can't think of anything, but... Um, WandaVision! Oh yeah, WandaVision. Go watch WandaVision. It is very, very interesting, and very mysterious, and super cool, and they've kept everything under wraps, nothing has been leaked, no Tom Hollands have gotten in there. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, but it's... It's been very interesting. Sporting cast isn't that great, but whatever. There's just one. You, Elizabeth, like. Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany make up for it. You think that the supporting cast I, isn't that I, great. I think that some of them are, but one of them is not. Because she is a scene steal. She's a scene hog and wants to chew up every freaking scene she's in. And I hate her a lot because of that. And you can go and just jump off a cliff, Catherine Hahn, who's not a listener of this show. All right. Um, anyway, anymore. what I was going to say... Did you say anymore? I said not anymore. <laughs> um, is You should have seen Kaylin's face when I was saying that. <laughs> you said everyone, everyone wants to know what happens after death. Not me. I don't care. What, whatever happens to me happens. I, I want to know. I do not care. It'll... I'm... I, I'm going to be dead eventually, and something will happen, but there's no way for me to find out, so I'll find out then. Okay. I, I think that nothing will happen. It's just your brain goes dead, and then you're done. Wow, that's, GG. that's a positive note to leave off on. Why not? Like, I, I don't see a problem with that. All right. Okay, so I want to mention two quick things. Um, the first thing is discovered a new show, very charming, very funny, um, and is okay for the entire family. Um, so if you're looking for a new show to watch, we started watching Mr. Mayor. Um, it is a show on NBC starring Ted Danson, and... Just once again, Ted Danson just doing such a great job, so charming, just so kind, and it's just a very funny, funny show, well-written show, and it was funny. We've tried watching another new show, which 
I don't even think it's worth even mentioning. No. It's not. And we were watching it, and we're just like, this is just not good. And it was a comedy, follows kind of all the old tropes, you know, where it's a multi-cam with a fake studio audience and all of that. And we pretty much watched almost an entire episode, and it was complete silence. No one was laughing. Even and, me. Yeah. Who likes crap? Yeah, and you're you're usually a pretty easy laugh, too. Yeah. But, yeah, like, everyone was just sitting there and just like, wow. And then we turned on Mr. Mayor, and it was a completely different situation. Just very well written, very well done, good show, highly recommend. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the way to do comedies right. in... 2021 mm-hmm. i guess now is 2021 i'm still getting used to that <laughs> we're what like 30 days in 24 pretty close um uh it's you have to write it really well and it's it's got to be different mm-hmm. than the stuff we've seen before because comedies have been on for 90 years you have to add... Not on, not on television, but... Yeah, fair. Um, <laughs> but there's been many comedies made and continue. You Sorry. have to add something new to the to the conversation. Right. You have to give us something that we haven't seen before. Agreed. Okay. And happy anniversary to you. Thank you. To you as well. We've been together for 11 years. So when we say anniversary, it was the anniversary of our first date. So not like an official wedding anniversary or anything like that, but I guess when we first started dating, um, that happened on January 23rd. So I remember you, that one, two, three. Did you change the cat's litter? I did. Oh. That's After a relationship, this. kids. <laughs> All right, and the last thing I want to mention before we go here is a shout-out to my wonderful wife here, Corey. Who, me? Yes, you, because you were recently on another podcast. Corey appeared on the most recent episode of The Boogie Vans Closet. Did you listen to it? I haven't listened to it yet, but I definitely will, Mm -hmm. um, because it's about a movie that we really enjoy called This Is The End. It has all my favorite people. It does. And so if you're interested in hearing that, you can check them out. out Um, Sister podcast. You have to say sister podcast if you want it to be our sister podcast. (laughs) Okay. So if you want to check out our sister podcast, The Boogeyman's Closet, you can find them on Podbean and many places where podcasts can be found. So little shout out to them. Uh, Check out Corey there. Uh, Once again, we will throw it out. It is not a family-friendly podcast. There is some... There are a lot of F-bombs. Yeah, there's some strong language and things like that. So just be aware of that. So All right. So uh, before we go here, just a quick reminder. um, If you'd like to reach out to us for any reason, you can feel free to email us at soitscometothispod. Remember all those threats I made to you. Remember all of those threats. Yep. And blood splatter. And again, that email is so it's come to this pod at gmail.com. You have a tendency to talk over when I'm trying to give these things. Well, they should write to us and I wouldn't have to do this. Our Instagram is so it's come to this underscore pod, and you can get us on Facebook where we are most active at so it's come the number two this. Alright, so with that, let's get out of here. Uh hi. <laughs> And this is the most professional uh, ending in any podcast in history. So we'll smell you later, everyone. (laughs) 
wait a minute. I have a story. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I forgot to include this in my news and views. Okay. This is, in case in case you're a listener who doesn't know me personally, and, like, really, that's just one person, um, this story will give you a good clue as to who I am. Oh, boy. Is this from last night? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. So, Friday morning, it was just me and Brendan here. Ah, uh, Because Brian went to work, and Brendan was asleep. It was around 8 o'clock. I don't know And, um, yes, you do. And we have a chair that's... Uh, kind of on the heavier side and it's pushed up next to our window because that's Dean's chair and Dean likes to sink into it and look outside and watch burbs and what have you so I had my head my um ear pods plugged in charging now instead of doing what any normal person would do which would be moving the chair to unplug the ear pods. Why didn't I do that? I don't know. I stuck my arm down to try to retrieve my ear pods. I will let everyone know she's acting out the actions right now yeah. of what she did. So I, I stuck my arm down there and all of a sudden my arm gets stuck. So I try to wiggle it out a couple times and it's not happening and I don't panic, which I found kind of odd because I panic constantly. Mm-hmm. But the thing that went, the first, the very first thought that went through my mind in a calm and decisive, like, well, this is going to happen moment, I went, well, I guess I'm going to have to break my arm to get out of here. And it was just like, yes, that's the logical conclusion. Break your own arm. Which it isn't, but we'll get to that in a moment. (laughs) I could have, I could have, I could have tried to move the chair now i didn't break my arm i just shimmied my arm down the chair and got it out i do have a gnarly bruise on my arm but like i did think and and i was here's the thing i was fine with it i'm gonna have to break my own arm to get out of here i'm fine with it who does that (laughs) so here was the holes that i punched into that story Uh uh-huh I said, okay, so I understand that you got yourself stuck. Brendan's room is 10 feet (laughs) from that chair. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I understand he was probably sleeping. But if it was that much of an emergency where you were stuck, you could very well have been yelling at him, and he eventually would have came out. What would Mm -hmm. that have done? Because he could have maybe moved the chair for you. Um, I was sitting on the chair. And my other question was to you... So if that was the case where you were trapped in there, yeah, how would breaking your arm help anything? Because then now you're just going to have a broken well, because arm. Then your arm would go limp, and you could just maneuver it, right? I don't think so. But oh. if you thought so, good. But the okay. important thing is you got out safe, and I did. everything was and good outside of a bruise. Your harrowing adventure came to an end. Yes, we didn't have a replay of the James Franco film 127 Hours. <laughs> no. I'm right-handed, so that I would have been screwed. Yeah. So, well, glad to hear that everything worked out. Yep. 